great day. Amen. It's a great day. Amen. God is so, so good. It's a great day. Amen. Giving honor to God, who is the head of my life, to Overseer Jesse, GVCC, and all who have come to bear witness to the need to choose to live a holy life. It is with esteemed joy that I am afforded the opportunity to introduce to some, to present to others, my big sister. <laughs> my big sister, who I must say, because there were 11 of us, and I was the ninth of the 11, truly, in my life, she has been just like a mother, not a little sister. So it, it is with esteemed joy that I am afforded this opportunity to introduce the speaker of the hour, Mother Martha Dickens Latham, better known as Ma. Mother Latham is married to Deacon Oscar Latham Sr. They were blessed with two children, Krishna Haywood, husband Joseph, and Oscar Jr., wife Jatan. Their seed was blessed and did multiply. They have four grandchildren, Trey, Joshua, Dominique, and Dorian. Mother Lathan is the sixth of 11 children born to Elder Joe Bullitt Dickens Sr. and Mother Isabel Knight Dickens. She joined the White Chapel Missionary Baptist Church in Speed, North Carolina at an early age and is now serving as a mother on the Mother's Board, amongst all other uh, tasks that are assigned to her. <laughs> She is a graduate of North Carolina Central University and a retired educator for the Edgecombe County School System. She is presently employed with Dickens Funeral Service Incorporated as lady attendant. Mother Lathan trusts the word of God and holds it dear to her heart. Her favorite scripture is Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. After the next selection, the voice you should hear would be that of Mother Martha Dickens Latham. Mother Latham, 
Mother Lathan, let God use you. Amen. Amen. Said I wasn't gonna tell nobody, but I couldn't keep it to myself. Oh, I couldn't keep it to myself. I'm not 
Yeah, Lord. Mm, Jesus. Let us pray. Mm. Jesus. Lord, we come before you this morning. First, just to say thank you. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Asking that you give us better eyes and more faithful hearts. That we may value in all people qualities that reflect your character. Yes. And dear God, please help us in our church to value and to praise women. Yes. For their holy character. Yes, yes. In Jesus' name. Yes. I pray. Amen. 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 Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It is a joy and a blessing yes, to be here this morning. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's a joy and a blessing. To God, Pastor Bowens, Overseer Bowens, to my husband of 53 years, my God, members of Greater Vision Christian Church, and to all the visitors on today. It is a pleasure to stand before you. To represent God first. To represent Weiss Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. And to represent my pastor, Reverend Tommy King. Amen. This is not my first time as a Women Day speaker, but it's my first time speaking at a service, and my sister is the pastor. I am reminded, Pastor Bowens, of this minister doing a sermon at one of his members' funerals. Doing an impassioned sermon about death and final judgment, the pastor said very forcefully, each member of this church is going to die and face judgment. Glancing down at the front pew, he noticed a man with a big smile on his face. The minister repeated his point louder. Each member of this church is going to die and face judgment. The man nodded and smiled even more. This really got the preacher wound it up. He pounded on the pulpit very forcefully. <clears throat> when he repeated the statement, each member of this church is going to die and face judgment. Everyone else in the congregation was looking somber. The man in the front continued to smile. Finally, the preacher stepped off the platform, stood in front of the man and shouted, I said, each member of this church 
is going to die. The man grinned from ear to ear. After service was over, the preacher made a beeline for the man. I don't get it, the preacher said in frustration. <clears throat> Whenever I said each member of this church is going to die, your smile got bigger. Why? The man replied, I am not a member of this church. <laughs> <laughs> so, overseer boys, whatever my actions are here today, just remember, I am not a member of this church. <laughs> I find that your theme for today is choose to be holy. Our scripture this morning will come from Proverbs 31:30. And it reads, Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Amen. I come to talk to you this morning on the portrait of a godly woman. Mm -hmm. The portrait of a godly woman. My pastor, after taking his text, always gives a point for us to meditate on for the upcoming week. And so my point to you this morning comes in the form of a question. Are you a godly woman? Are you a godly woman? As you know, the Bible is filled with many great women. So let us look at just a few of them this morning. When we look at all the characteristics or attributes of a great woman, it wouldn't be right for me not to mention some powerful biblical examples of great godly women. Mary, the mother of Jesus, she surrendered to the will of God. Ruth is noted as brave, wise, and teachable. Sarah trusted God. Rebecca was kind and hardworking. Priscilla is noted as being biblically knowledgeable, wise, and an excellent teacher. And she and her husband often opened up their home to others. I have really been encouraged by my research of these great women. And my charge to each of you women this morning is that you are marked by greatness. So always make it your aim in all you do to serve and honor God. God should be, and I hope that he is, the forefront of all that you do. And you must seek and acknowledge him in everything. Yes. Mm -hmm. I came today not to talk about Ruth, Esther, Mary, or Rebecca. 
These are women that most of you are already familiar with. But I came to share with you about a godly woman that lived here on earth who was an example to so many. And her name was Isabel. Isabel was a woman whom I wish all of you could have known. Isabel was the mother of 11 children, a woman of one husband. Her husband was a farmer and a primitive Baptist pastor. She was a godly woman of value, and by this I mean she was valuable to her husband. She was not only his helpmate and the mother of his 11 children, but her actions showed how much he meant to her. Her husband trusted her. In other words, had full confidence in her. He benefited from her. She liked nothing to value. He was encouraged by her. She brought him good, not harm, all the days of her life. He praised her. She was a godly woman who seeked out for God first. She understood that anyone or anything could not satisfy her. She understood Matthew 33, 33 through 34. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So church, you don't have to worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Mm -hmm. Each day has enough troubles of its own. Yes. This a godly lady, she was a woman of beauty. But the one thing she recognized, that the one thing that lasts in a beautiful woman is not her charm or her beauty her godliness. Church, we find that beauty, we find that she was a godly woman who adorned herself with proper clothing, modesty, and discreetly properly making a claim to godliness and taught her children to be constantly aware of themselves and selfishness. She often reminded them, don't think less of yourself, but think yourself less and God more. This godly woman believed in serving the Lord. She would set her mind on eternal things, serve the eternal king, and live to please only him. She talked to her daughters and reminded them that a woman's true beauty comes from within. For it is what is in the heart that God cares about. She encouraged her children to spend time at the master's feet. And she would say the only way to do that was through his word. Church, we find that in the business industry, that 
The business industry in our culture is a multi-million dollar business. Mm -hmm. We are assaulted with ads on every form of media on how to make our appearance stellar. Yes. We are told that we will feel better about ourselves if we use the product or dressed in a certain brand of clothing. Mm -hmm. Young teenage girls are literally jacking, starving themselves to be penciled in, right like all the models that they see on TV and internet sites. Mm -hmm. Little do they know that, and enter, little do they know that even those models are not that thin. The videos are altered mm -hmm. to look that way. As mothers and grandmothers, it is our responsibility to make sure our young ladies know the true meaning of beauty as portrayed in God's word. Amen. It's about a heart that's kind, humble, compassionate, gentle, and loving toward God and others. The godly woman I am talking about, she taught her children where true beauty comes from. She taught them to look nice on the outside, but most importantly, the inside. This woman was a beautiful woman, a stylish dresser, but that never took priority over her relationship with God or her family. Many times I recall seeing her early in the morning reading her Bible, before getting her family up and going for the day. Her heart was dressed spiritually and ready for the event that would unfold in the coming hours of the day. So women of Greater Christian Vision Church, I say to you, it is not wrong to look nice for our husbands or on yourself. But the main emphasis should be on our heart attitude. My husband tells me when I leave our home, you represent God first, and then you represent me. Guess what? I tell him the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> we should be purpose every day to be more and more like our wonderful Savior, Jesus Christ, in all we say and do. Mm -hmm. First Samuel, as I paraphrase, people look at the outward appearance, mm -hmm. but the Lord looks at the heart. Yes. Yes. I thank God for knowing this godly woman who taught me by word and action what it means to be beautiful in his sight. As a mother of 11 children, she provided food for her, for her family. I can never remember a day when I was growing up that I went hungry. She and my day, daddy, dad raised yard poultry, we call it chicken nuggets, beautiful gardens, hogs, which contributed to our supply of their huge meat, and what you call the smokehouse. 
They raised cows and they would take them to the slaughterhouse to cut up and it would be wrapped and labeled. And they always shared with their neighbors what they had. This woman, Isabel, was a godly woman of virtue. She was a good wife. She had every virtual wisdom can offer. She was diligent, had a keen sense for business matters. She was compassionate. She prepared for the future. She was a good teacher. She was dedicated to her family. And above all else, she possessed the primary characteristics of biblical wisdom. Yes. A woman who fears the Lord mm -hmm. is praised. She was a woman of faith, a woman who loved, a praying woman, a woman of virtue. I saw this woman shed tears, tears of joy and tears of sadness. She lived to see five of her children die in death. She was a woman devoted to Christ. I remember this woman before she would lay down to sleep at night. She would have all her children to go down on bended knees beside her bed and she would pray and cuddle her children as a hen cuddled her baby chicks. She had a vision for her family. She wanted her children to be educated and was a hard worker. She worked as a custodian at one of the local schools and later went back to school and received her nursing assistant certificate. She worked on the farm during the day with her husband and at night worked third shift at our local Edgecombe General Hospital and Heritage Hospital at night for 30 plus years until she retired. She was instrumental in sending seven of her children to college to earn college degrees, and one son retired from U.S. State's Army with 33 years of service. She watched over the affairs of her household. Many times as this woman washed our clothes using a rubbing board to clean them, and she would have the girls to do the wrenching as she did the rubbing. I will often hear her singing as she was rubbing these clothes, a charge to keep our hell, a God to glorify, a never dying soul to save and fit it for, to, for the sky. To serve the present age, my calling to fulfill. Oh, may it all my power engage to do my master's will. And then she would stop rubbing the clothes, walk around to see if the wrenching water needed to be changed. And then she would go back rubbing and start back singing. Help me to watch and pray and still on thee rely. Oh, let not my trust betray and press rims on high. Lord, arm me with watchful care as in thy sight to live. And now thou servant Lord to prepare yeah. a strict account to give. Yeah. Church, I say to you this morning, 
There is no greater status than being a child of the Most High God. This woman spoke faithfully. She loved others with godly wisdom, boldness, and kindness as a faithful complete of others. She opened her mouth and spoke for those who were afraid to speak for themselves. She worked in that hospital and believed in you treating the patients right and giving them the care that they needed. She defended the rights of the afflicted and needed. She opened her mouth in wisdom and the teaching of kindness was on her tongue. She was a godly woman who served her church and served it well. She had the characteristics of serving others. She served as a mother of her church and dutifully did her service. She was devoted to every good work. By now I know that you know that the godly woman that I'm talking about is my mother. Yes. So at this time, let me unveil to you the portrait of a godly woman that I have been talking about. Overseer boys, will you have to do that, please? Missionary Baptist Church, but she was also a servant. She carried out the spirit of that office in her work for the Lord. She was a godly mother. She gave of her time. She was a blessing to so many. A ministry like that takes a lot of time. She was willing to spend her life on behalf of her church and her husband for the glory of her Redeemer. She gave everything she had for God. She said to me once, and I'll never forget it. She said, Mom, have you ever thought about that your time may be just the most valuable asset you have. I thought about it, and I asked why. Her response to me was, if you give your money, you can always earn it back. If you give of your property, you may be able to buy more. But when you give of your time, you have given something 
that you can never get back again. So in the light of eternity, what is the investment of time for the glory of God? I saw this godly woman give of her time praying for others, attentive and visiting the sick, ministering to bereaved families, giving and preparing meals for others. She did whatever she thought would be needed to be done so that others might be blessed. I thank God for those people who will humble themselves to serve the church. I thank God for those women who willingly do those things that need to be done around the house of God, often without thanks and most of the time without compensation. Yet they do because they truly love the Lord and his church and sincerely want to be a blessing. I want to thank you to all the women of the church who are humble servants. Keep up the good work. When we are in a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, we are placed in a family where there is love, acceptance, and joy. I challenge you this morning to give everything you have to the service of God and to his church. I challenge you to look at your life and your heart. Are you giving everything you have to God, his church, and his people? If not, then now is the time to pledge your all to him afresh and anew. Yes. I would like to share this with you. As most of you know, or some of you know, my son was a baseball player and did very well in it. He made the newspaper, got scholarships to go to college, but he chose the Navy. Which I praise God was a good move, even though I didn't think so at the time. But he has really done very well with his career. So my mind began to reflect back on his baseball career. And I was reminded by God that as godly women, we have to make a choice of choosing God over the world. And so this journey reminded me of God's baseball team. And this is the way that it goes. Martha and the Lord stood by to observe a baseball game. The Lord's team was playing Satan's team. The Lord's team was at bat, and the bat score was tied, zero to zero. And it was the bottom of the ninth inning, an inning and no outs. They continued to watch as a batter stepped up to the plate whose name was Love. Love swung at the, at the first pitch and hit a single because love never fails. The next batter was named Faith, who also got a single because Faith works with love. 
The next battle up was named Godly Wisdom. Satan wound up and threw the first pitch. Godly Wisdom looked it over and let it pass. Ball one. Three pitches and Godly Wisdom walked because Godly Wisdom never swings at what Satan throws. The bases are loaded. The Lord then turns to Martha and tells her he is now going to bring in his star play up to the bad step grace. Martha says, it sure doesn't look much like much to me. Satan's whole team relaxed when they saw grace. Thinking he had won the game, Satan wound up and fired his first pitch. To the shock of everyone, Grace hit the ball harder than anyone had ever seen. But Satan was not worried. His center field let every, very few get back. He went up for the ball, but it went right through his glove, hit him on the head, and sent him crushing to the ground. Then it continued over the fence for a home run. The Lord's team won. The Lord then asked Martha if she knew why love, faith, and godly wisdom could get on base but could not win the game. Martha answered that she did not know why. The Lord explained, if your love, faith, and wisdom had won the game, they would have thought they had done it by themselves. Mm. But only my grace can get you home. Yes, yes. My grace is the only thing that Satan cannot steal. Godly women of God, may God in his grace go before you on today and show you his grace is in everything you do. In closing, I would like to thank God for the godly women that he has placed in my life. May we honor them and cherish them always. I am so grateful for my mother's example mm -hmm. and for her commitment to God that continues on today in her children. One day, your portrait will be painted. What will your portrait look like? Mm -hmm. Women of Greater Vision Christian Church, are you a godly woman of God? If not, it's time for you to wake up, repent. Listen up, listen to that quiet, still voice of God. Get up, it's time. It's time for action. It's time to go to work. Thank <laughs> you.
to God be the glory. Amen. Mama, each and every day, I'm striving to fit your shoes. I miss it sometimes. But I don't give up. Amen. Amen. You taught us well. Amen. You taught us well. Mm -hmm. You taught us what our portrait should look like. As thank you, Martha, for the word on today. Because as you taught about our mom. I know everyone in here sitting, you had thoughts of your mom. Her portrait might have been different from our mother's portrait. But I know it was a beautiful portrait because here you are. Here you are. To God be the Lord. We are marked for goodness, she said. For greatness. Yeah. 